0: Hi guys, this is Ekta, I just wanted to pop in and say thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us, everyone is who is listening in, and just all of our guests, um, I am so humbled, the whole team is so humbled by the awesome response that we've gotten from all of you, so I wanted to actually come in and mention that we are offering sponsorships that are made for any type of brand, Whether you're an indie brand, whether you're an established brand, or if you need some, you know, science curation for your brand and want to take it to the next step, we're offering sponsorship packages for everyone. So um, shoot us an email, skincareanarchy at gmail.com. We would love to work with you and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I'm super, super stoked about our guest today because she is truly a powerhouse businesswoman. And I am so honored that she had the time to come on to our show. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Lisa Saloti, who is a partner in Shadow. And, um, you know, Lisa, welcome to the show. I'm so, so glad you're here.
1: Thank you, Ekta. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you about all the things.
0: Yes, I can't wait to learn all about you and your career. I know that you have done some fabulous stuff. I mean, you are really, really what I said, you're a powerhouse businesswoman, and I want to know everything that led to that. So can you get us started with your career journey, like where it all began and, you know, how you ended up into PR and marketing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I feel like I storytell all day long and talk about our clients and and brands all day long, but to take a pause and actually talk about my journey is actually really exciting. And I'm I'm so excited to do that with you. Um, You know, I think everyone thinks that their journey probably starts with maybe what they studied, you know, but honestly, you know, a lot of it started for me growing up. And I think the signs were there that I loved beauty, that I loved, you know, I was, I loved writing. I was such like a connector for people. I loved sharing things I loved with others. And that was just something that was part of my personality. Right. And, you know, I, I just, I remember clear as day, truly the transformative power of my first blowout. And I was like, so this is what things can look like. I mean, I, I remember these moments, like they really shaped me growing up. And then, you know, I knew very early on that I just loved writing. So I, I knew I wanted to be an English major. And so, um, I studied at Boston University as an English major. And, you know, during that time, you know, looking back, I, I can recognize that the time that I would spend just hours and hours and hours analyzing a poem, right, and having yeah. come up with, you know, a 20-page paper about a poem, I now recognize was like building my skills and analysis and helping me tell a story around something, you know, in so many new and innovative ways by constantly finding new ways to look at it, you know, fast forward years later, how can you continue to find new ways to, to tell stories and market around the same pair of jeans, the same lipstick, the same eyeshadow. And, you know, I I realized that that was actually training me for something in the future. And I also, um, you know, started a magazine with friends and, you know, that was such a, Kind of influential experience for me where I was able to kind of see so many sides of media. Um, and I just remember like writing articles and interviewing talents and doing shoots and all of that. And I just was obsessed with that experience. Um, I also wrote a book that I just
0: wanted. Oh my to gosh. Read. She just I like think- has literally is your resume like a book? Like, you know what? The book <laughs> has to be a resume. That's what we're going to publish.
1: Wow. <laughs> no, you know what's funny listening- is. Actually, I don't even think I have a resume, like now that I think about it, (laughs) Yeah, you can't
0: fit it all in there, damn.
1: Well, what's wild is I look back on that and I was like, oh my God, like I wrote, it it was literally about, it was a book that um, only spanned 24 hours and it was about a married woman that like had a one night affair or something like that. It was like ridiculous. And I'm like, what was I doing at like 20? That that was a story, like what was going on there? Really, oh, I've never God. shown that to my husband but that's like a conversation for another day. But you know, honestly, <laughs> I I was just doing all these things cuz like these were passions of mine. These were interests of mine and yeah. you know, every choice I have made has been very gut driven, has been very just, you know, I'm excited by something, I'm attracted to something, so I I see where it takes me, right? And so when I um you know graduated i was working in media and i actually found myself in broadcast for a bit at oxygen media yeah and i remember i had an interview at um a magazine and after that interview i went to drinks with a friend of mine who was um who was an english major with me at bu and she was also a new yorker i'm from new york and so we used to go back to the city all the time together we became great friends And we met for drinks and she was, um, Brad Zeifman's assistant. And Brad is one of my partners today. And she said, you know, um, Brad, and she worked for him as his assistant at Rubenstein. And she said, he's going to an agency called Susan Blondink and he, he needs a new assistant. I can't go with him. Um, I think he would love PR. And I was like, slash what's PR. And, you know, she was, you know, just kind of explaining to me that it brought together all the worlds that I love. You know, yeah, right. Being able to, yeah. to storytell, being able to work with journalists that you admire, but then also at the same time working with brands you love and products you love and services and, and all of that. So, um, she finagled a, a meeting with him, and I met with him a day or two later. Yeah, I almost didn't get the job. Like literally, I nailed it, and then the last question was like a wild card moment. He was like so where do you see yourself in five years? You know, that oh, oh my infamous, gosh. infamous question. Yeah. Okay. Um, I said in Chanel, obviously, and he was <laughs> like, who the hell is this girl?
0: And yeah. I, I <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, like, that's amazing hello. though. I love it. <laughs> I'm like,
1: well, talk about goals here. Okay. Like I want to work so hard that I'm so successful that I'm in Chanel in five years. Like that's the goal. And thankfully everyone else in the room thought it was dynamite. He did not, but I proved him wrong. Um, and I did get the position and I actually didn't get the job wow. in the magazine, by the way. Um, wow. and so, you know, I started with Brad as his assistant, but I was very blessed in that, you know, that background that I had had, everything made sense to me. I knew when I was pitching, I knew what a journalist needed. I knew what they were looking for. I understood how to, you know, bridge the gap between what a brand was looking to communicate and what a journalist was looking for as far as a pitch. And so I moved up quite quickly. um, And I was also very privileged to get to work with Susan, who, you know, was just such a legend um, and learn a lot from her. And she was incredible. And she, you know was very very supportive and then just by working with brands like you know at the time it was the sports club LA and um Reebok sports club New York which now today are Equinox um I worked with a makeup brand that called Napoleon Purtis that you know is coming to the U.S. from Australia I worked with like Santro Paytan. I worked with all these different brands and I was like oh this feels right this feels good all day and I just I absolutely loved it
0: um you know, and well, then, that speaks for itself, though, you know, honestly, Lisa, I, I, I think that it it shines when somebody is genuinely meant for something, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like mm-hmm. the universe kind of unfolds. And I think when you really know, like, that you are supposed to be in the track, like, I love that, like, you're a classic example, like, you're supposed to be doing this, you know what I mean? So I, I love that.
1: You know, I do believe that you can feel it. I, I really do believe that if you are present enough in what you're doing you can actually f- have that feeling and be like i'm exactly where i was supposed to be when i was supposed to be here like this is what was supposed to happen and you know you it's hard to feel that i think when you're starting in your career because you just question everything and you, you know you doubt yourself yeah. so much and then you know been doing this for a minute and i can say that i really have learned over time and through experience that you know, things do really shake out the way that they're meant to, as long as you're listening to your gut and making decisions based on like, what does authentically feel right for you, you know, yeah. and yeah. the fact that like, I'm still doing what I've been doing for so many years, it is such a testament to the fact that like, frankly, I just love it. I wake up every day and day. I'm like, what's going to happen today? You know, I just, yeah. I have that, that passion for what I do. And And I think, you know, to your point, it's just, it's, you know, such a reflection of when you make those choices based on what you're passionate about. And, you know, I think it all came together when we started Shadow, which now it's hard to believe. It's been 14 years. And yeah. the funniest, wildest, craziest thing is almost to the day, like literally, I think it was a difference of a month, yeah. we opened the Chanel Robertson store five years after that interview. Wow. Yeah. Like it was actually wow. not and it was because we uh, represented Tribeca Film Festival and we were their agency for many, many years. And you know we were always working with their sponsors, right? So for the festival, we would kind of lift up all of the different partners and you know spotlight their events and their activations. and Chanel was one of them, and they would always do their artist dinner and their you know incredible lunches. And after working with us, they were like, "Oh my God, we need to bring you guys on for this store opening that we're doing in LA." And I was like, um, hello, done. What's going on? What's happening? And (laughs) yeah, and we did. And, you know, to me, it's just, it was a dream come true in a lot of ways. Um, but again, I think it's like, say it out loud, say the things you want, dream the things you really dream. And
0: well, you know, here's the thing though, you know, I grew up with this, so I don't know if you were into classic rock or not, or like Michael Jackson, but I mean, you know, I was super obsessed with music. I know this is super tangent, by the way, for all the listeners out there. Oh my God, but, bring it, love, go. But yeah. there's a point, there's a point. So Michael Jackson, I found out at a very early age, I found this out, he used to have a post-it and he wrote on there, Thriller is gonna be the biggest album of all time and he put it on his mirror. And he used to look at that every single day and make that affirmation in the mirror. And mm-hmm. where I'm going with this is that I absolutely agree with you in the sense that if you have, if, if you tell yourself enough that what I want and what I'm looking at is going to actually happen, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Oh, it's I more than, it, Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I
1: mean? You're going to so, manifest it a thousand yeah. percent. You know, yeah. it's interesting. Um, we work with Keys Soul Care, and um, you know, ha- I've been lucky enough to, um, you know, be in some conversations with Alicia Keys, who's behind the brand, and yeah. you know, she talks a lot about, you know, your higher vision, right? What's the highest vision that you can imagine? And it's something that, you know, Corey Marchesotto, she's the CMO um, of ELF, that she also is the president of T-Soul Care. And, you know, she will bring that into literally daily conversation, right? Where you're having like a status wow. meeting. And, you know, it's been really incredible to have partners like that, that, you um, talk about things like, because I I do think it's so important to not just see what's right in front of your nose, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, ultimately, look, we are creative strategists. When I think about our shadows, right, we are truly creative strategists. And so, you know, yes, we are, we wear a lot of hats, we're, we're marketers, we're storytellers, we're, we're a lot of things, but we're creative strategists. And, and, you know, at the heart of what we do, and to be able to think ahead and think forward and not just like a, well, here is a plan here is a calendar, but really think about, okay, what's the higher vision? What are the greater goals? What's the biggest dream you can dream? Um, And taking the time to do that, to visualize it, to manifest it, you know, is, is important. And I think, especially in this industry of what we're doing, you know, especially with things that shift and change and evolve so much, the way you can get there is what is yeah. evolving all the time. And I think that's what's so exciting about, about what we do for sure.
0: Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think that, you know, just to add to your point, you know, I think for me as a complete outsider to this beauty world, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I when I discovered like PR and, and the, the executives and the people that are behind creating beautiful stories that have meaning and putting meaning really to a brand, right? that is where my like i I kid you not my peak of interest went directly there because it wasn't in a negative way you know oftentimes in social media there's this light you know that's like everybody's shining on like marketing and whatnot like oh Mm -hmm. marketing's the reason that consumer you know practices are the way they are but it's like i absolutely disagree because there's so much creativity involved in pr and marketing that these really are the minds and the brains behind such a amazing industry, if you think about it, you know, so for me, I'm just saying, like, as a consumer, I was very, very drawn to that. So, you know, I have a question for you, you know, just as like, talking about the experience that you've had, I know you've worked with some amazing brands. And I know that, you know, you have so much insight that you bring to like, you know, very, very big players in the game. So can you tell me a little bit about your work with like La and Moroccan Oil and, you know, um, all the all these amazing brands? I want to know more about that.
1: Totally. I mean all the things. Um, you know, we've worked with beauty brands over the years, right? So as I mentioned, Shadow's been around for 14 years and you know, we worked with brands like um Dior Beauty and David Barton Jim. And you know, it wasn't until I would say about six years ago when um Brad, and then Lizette San Freeman and Michelle Sokoloff, my other partners, the four of us really sat in a room and started, you know, painting the the greater vision, right, for what, what could be next and what's ahead. And, you know, ultimately determining to drop the PR from our name and really carve out our services to be more than just, you know, media relations with some influencer and some event, but really kind of carve out, you know, those spaces for us and have our specialists within them yeah and that also made the determination to say, Let's go hard in beauty, and I knew I could do that i I knew that we could build out you know beauty in a way that was gonna be so shadow so us so um disruptive in some way um that you were gonna know like, Oh my God, they must have shadow working with them. I knew yeah. that, that that we could get there I knew it could happen, and so we you know, again, making that determination, you're, you're starting to go down the path. And so, um, you know, soon thereafter we signed Moroccan oil, um, which has been truly like a dream partner, a dream client in so many ways, you know, not just because they're extraordinary people and the product is, I mean,
0: obviously
1: to die for.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) I love like, right. Oh my gosh.
1: I always, I'm like, oh my God, you should see my hair before we worked with them. Um, but, you know, they <laughs> yeah. they were an amazing partner for us in that way because I think they challenged us in wanting to activate in every possible capacity a partner could, right? So they yeah. wanted traditional PR. They wanted influencer marketing. They wanted event production. They wanted creative support. They wanted us to think about even within traditional media relations. Okay, but we're not just talking to consumer. We also need to, to speak to, you know, the trade media. And what does that trade media really mean? Is it just industry? No, it's also got to include the salon community because that's a key piece of their business.
0: Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, back up a little bit because I know yeah. the listeners might not understand, like, you know, um, like, I, what is trade media and all the the terms that you're using? Because I'm not understanding like the- Yeah, you know I mean? Totally.
1: Okay. So when you think about consumer media, right, that's like allure and, you know, glamour and in style and refinery and pop sugar, you're thinking about all of those quote unquote consumer facing outlets that people turn to for, you know, tips for products to shop for things like that. Then your trade media is everything from business media to people that are really specific to the industry. So like, for example, behind the chair that only specifically talks about that salon world or Women's Wear Daily that reports on all the things happening in the industry. So that's yeah. a very specialized kind of audience that's, you know, really specific to that side of the business. And, you know, it's important. And it's one of those things where, you know, you might do one for awareness building to drive sales for a product, right? Yeah. And then you're going to want to tell a story in, another type of outlet because you want to talk to your peers you want the industry to know what you're doing so they achieve different purposes and you know when i think about a lot of the launches we do or the big news that you know we'll go out with it's it always has to be a combination because it's important that you know the industry is recognizing what a brand is doing and you know well versed in it but at the same point because You have to remember there's also probably retail partners to make happy. There's probably, you know, greater objectives that they have. Um, but then at the same time, the consumer media, they don't care about some of that stuff. That's not what, you know, someone that's looking for what's a great hairspray or dry shampoo is not as interested in their salon strategy. They're more interested in, well, why is that the best dry shampoo that I need? Which by the way, it really is dark tones. (laughs) where it's at for me. Um, Nice you
0: tip, know, by the way, I'm yes, taking notes.
1: <laughs> I'm always <laughs> yes. full of it, always. Um, <laughs> you know, I would say, you know, started with Moroccanol and then from there, you know, we started adding, 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 right? You know, yeah. signing brands like, um, you know, we worked with ColourPop for four years, and Elf started,
0: Cosmetics, for- and oh, Elf Cosmetics. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Hello. When it was yeah. just Elf Cosmetics, and now it's Portrait Elf Beauty, beauty and it's all that. Yeah, dude, you people. have like it's the. It's <laughs> wild.
1: It's really wild. Sunbum <laughs> and Conair and Skunsi and you know, and now Florence. I'm, I mean, it's truly like remarkable when I look back and I think, you know, us sitting in our old office in that conference room and saying let's do this. And now looking at this extraordinary roster of brands and, you know, sometimes we joke like, you know, it, the, the choices we make and who to say yes to as a client and who to say no to as a client is just like, Oh my God. But you know, the reality is, is that we are built on really, really key core values. And so
0: yeah. we have what are those? You know, I want you to go into those because I really want to understand the I mean, you know, this is a very hippie statement, but I want to know the, like the motivation behind how you pick, like what brands you want to go with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's a few things that we consider. So one of them always is, does this partner match our core values, whether it's the brand or the individuals that we're working with? Because you're going to talk to your clients, at least the way that we partner with our clients, right? Because we look yeah. at partners, we're going to talk to them every day of our lives. And we are here to make an impact. We are here to change their business and to help them reach that greater vision and help them reach those those bigger dreams, right? So yeah. it has to be something we really believe in. It has to be people that we're like, okay, let's do this together. So, you know, I can tell you what our shadow values are. And- They're so good. So honestly, some of them are are specific to our shadow culture and some of them really show up in, in who we partner with. So always in your shadow is one of them. And when I think about a potential partner, it's like, are they prepared for a partner like us? That's always in their shadow. Are they going to let us in? Are they going to, you know, let us weigh in and, and, you know, give our expert opinion on something because we don't yes, our clients all day long. And we do challenge them just like we challenge ourselves. So, is is this a client that can do that? Say it, mean right. it, do it. Right. It's another core oh,
0: value. Yeah,
1: yeah. Are they Are they going to actually do what they say? Are they going to deliver? Are they prepared to take action to do the things that we're all talking about?
0: Okay, that's know, interesting. That's really yeah. interesting to me because I want to okay. ask you a question. How do you hold a, Okay, so how do you hold a brand accountable? To do what it is that is the right move. Do you ever have situations where it's like you really have to fight with them to realize like no, this is the vision. You okay. know, this is the vi- Yeah. So can you oh, tell yeah. me like give me like an example or tell me like you know you don't have to name names or anything, but I want to know mm-hmm. what that's like because I've always wondered um, how brands are held, held accountable.
1: How do you fight the good fight? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we were all certainly tested in that way. You know, in the last year, year and a half, and you know, you have to be able to, um, paint a picture. This is at least what I have seen, right? You have to be able to paint the picture, you know, take them down the path to help them understand what does it mean to take that step? What does it mean to not take that step? What could it look like in both scenarios? What's the downside? What's the payoff? What, what does it all look like? So much of what we do is about, um, Helping our brand see what could be, right? And then yeah. right there, you know, kind of aligning together on what we feel is the right approach, and then what are the what's it going to take to get there? But it has to start with like, well, where are we going, and why are we doing this, and what's our purpose? So there certainly have been times where, you know, it can be something as simple as they want to launch so many different things all within the same time period that I have to help them see that they're actually competing with themselves and how important it is to think through a more holistic approach and strategy. There are times where, um, you know, we're helping them see something as serious as lack of diversity and how we want to influence that, or it could be something as simple as um they think that something is really breakthrough and we don't and so we have to educate them on okay actually here are all the ways in which that's already been done but here are some you know suggestions on where we could take it instead because you know I think that's also part of success right is you have to be able to not just push back but be able to come back with an alternative so
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: it's definitely it's a daily i think it's a daily conversation but you know going back to our our values i think having a, a partner that can hear us right yeah. and that isn't just here to do what they want but is here to collaborate together is i think when yeah. we're going to see the most success and keep in mind for these core values like they influence our culture here like we hire against them we you know evaluate people against them. We evaluate ourselves against them. So, you know, it's it's the same thing with our clients. Um, I don't know. Am I allowed to swear? I like of course. Swear. Okay, hey. swear. Well, now you told me. Well, honestly, one <laughs> of our core values is give a fuck and go for it. So <laughs> yeah. like if it, it really is. So, like, you know, is that a client that will give a fuck and go for it with us? Another is user voice. Um yeah you know, strive for more, better than great, you're probably noticing a pattern and how we choose our core values. Right. I mean, you know, right. it makes
0: sense. It makes sense. But here's the thing though. I'm not I'm not trying to interrupt you. I just want, I really want to know this when it comes to like buzzwords, like sustainability or, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, you know, clean yeah. beauty yeah. and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. There's gotta be, what, what is your role in making sure a brand is fitting those like criteria for what we do consider as sustainable in the booty industry. You know what I mean? Like those kind mm-hmm. of things. How do you play in in terms of that strategy? Or do you have say in that um, in terms of like, or, you know, how, do, how does that work?
1: So, you know, that's a really good question when we are, you know, meeting with potential clients, um, but not even that. It's not even just the new business process, it's truly our ongoing clients as well. We ask them the same questions that a journalist is going to ask them. You know, ah, you okay. that with, with a sort of a critical viewpoint, not a, in a negative okay. way, but truly in a critical viewpoint, because fewfold, number one, we have to know like truly the truth of every aspect of their brand. Right. Yeah. So it are, are they clean? Are they vegan? Are they cruelty-free? Are they sustainable? Okay. But then there are like versions of all of that. Right. So it's like, where do they stand on the scales of those things? Um, right you know, and so we, we question them and we, you know, ask them things that are from the same type of critical lens as our journalists are going to ask. And that's why we ask it because, you know, it also can unlock some really valuable things. Right. And so those are things that, um, maybe they wouldn't as a brand recognize are valuable, but that we can then put forward to media. And, you know, I look at elf and they were, you know, actually vegan and cruelty free since inception, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago when, you know, we really set out together to kind of reinvigorate the brand and do this sort of brand refresh, um, that we were like, why aren't we talking about the fact that it is, you know, a cruelty free vegan brand. And we started even saying for every eye, lip and paw, and like, what are the ways that we can be forward in that message? Um, and then knowing when it when we launched key soul care that it was going to be a clean brand that you know we weren't just thinking about it's clean it doesn't have all these things it's like well that's not that's not enough anymore talk about what it does have as well and right. you know really playing into that ingredient piece and you know so we try to come to them with that critical lens that we know journalists are going to ask us these questions too right so yeah, yeah. it is important to you know be truly aware of every aspect of that brand because if there are areas where you know maybe they're working on their sustainability but it takes time and so there are things they've accomplished they're proud of but there are other things that they're not there yet on and they know okay but we're going to get there in six months or a year whatever it is like we need to know that because maybe there are things that you know are happening like a conversation about sustainability that they shouldn't be the brand that shows up and says we are the perfect poster child for it when they know that they have work to do or or vice versa right so it it, it is important to come to them with a a critical kind of lens the way that we know media will ask us of the same thing
0: of course and that makes total sense and you know i'm thank you so much for answering that question i know it was a little you know direct but i mean i no, i love it bring it (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i and so you know i want to ask you actually about um, when it comes to working with so many amazing brands I'm sure your your view of the whole industry is very very complete in a lot of ways right it's a it's a very very aerial view like I always say but um, how does that play into how you work with brands does that kind of bleed in like for example if you have a really interesting experience or some great success with one of your brands and then you know how does that whole inspiration that came from that Um, you know, success bleed into how you work with your other clients? Like, do you just, I want to know your process. I love this
1: question. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Can I tell you, that is the value of being with an agency. I I could not agree more. You are exactly right. Because we can have some breakthrough happen with a brand and then that impacts the way in which we're going to make recommendations to another client, right? And having, being able to say to that client, I've done this. I saw great success. And here's how we could do it in a way that makes sense for you, you know? Right. Um, and obviously, I think that looks different when I think about um, kind of pre COVID and COVID time, because within COVID time, we had certain limitations. Um,
0: not really- yeah, COVID <laughs> fucked everything
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <we're> just <laughs> just- I mean, hello. But then at the same time, like there are things that we started doing in COVID time that, you know, maybe we would not have done that. Like, for example, I yeah. think about the wild eventing that we had that we were doing previous to COVID, right? Like we did this phenomenal event for Elf that was, um, you know, I think one of the key kicking off points for the brand recharge for them. And it was called All You Can Elf. And it was this uh, unbelievable experience that, you know, our extraordinary team kind of ideated where we converted a space into this beauty verse and you know we did appointments and each person would walk down a dark hallway with a hot Australian man who would guide you to this space (laughs) that you put on the headphones and you'd hear just the angelic voice of Corey that would you know walk you through the three collections that you'd be in the dark and then a spotlight would come on to each where they look like they're floating and then yeah. you're then guided to a shopping basket where in the next room you have one minute to grab as much product as you want to quote unquote all you can elf and then the next and it was it was just this outrageous incredible event that was such a fun experience that it really sounds amazing it was next time please thing.
0: invite me because I it was so
1: great i like think about it all the time and i'm like oh my god we did that it was it was magic right And then we're in this COVID life and you're like, oh God, like, you know, and granted, we did an amazing event for Elf that, you know, interestingly, it's been a very proud moment for us on Clubhouse when beauty editors talk about how much they love our Elf events. And it means a lot, you know, like years ago representing Elf, I, you know, we weren't getting that kind of excitement and energy and, you know, until we really focused on this brand evolution, but, um, we did an event with Lil John where, you know, he was kind of our hype man and we were doing beauty tutorials that he was DJing for and like telling us what he loved about the product. I mean, it was hysterical. We did drag bingo. We've done like amazing things, right? Yeah. When we have done these things, maybe not. We started building micro sites for brands where we would create these like wild, like immersive experiences to launch a product with, you know, tutorial videos and quizzes and fun things that Then they get this like curated special delivery, and you know,
0: oh cool. That's
1: so cool. It's been awesome, right? So yeah, we found these ways to really kind of break through, be creative, be innovative within the limitations of what we're all able to do. But I'll tell you, you know, doing one, you're then like, okay, so that's what can be. And then that informs recommendations you then make to other clients, you know. And Um, I think that that's, that's the value of being with an agency like us, especially one that's so, you know, multifaceted with our services because we're not just thinking about, like, a pitch that lands really well. You know, we're really thinking about these larger moments that can really kind of tell a brand story and and move things forward for a brand in a really significant way.
0: Right, right. No, I love that. And I think that, you know there's no justice that can be done behind all of the work that you put in to create the brands that we absolutely love you know what I mean like I know that now after this podcast I've started to understand that the brand I'm looking at for example I know La Mer is like obviously holy grail you know I love La Mer Mm -hmm. I've loved them forever and you know when I look at that brand now i can see it with a like a totally different perspective because i now i understand that there are people that are behind this brand that are really you know it's just a whole different dynamic you know what i mean that's what i'm trying to say and so it it makes me appreciate so much what you've done in your career because you know these the brands that you are you know you're talking about you're representing like these are my favorite brands you know what i mean i enjoy (laughs) shopping as a consumer i go to them you know what i mean and so Mm. um to hear that and hear your process is actually very inspiring. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Oh my God. I love that. You know, the, <laughs> the process is, is truly the joy of what we do, you know, yeah. bring, bringing the amazing minds together and just imagining what could be and what's it going to take to get there. And, you know, what are we going to make people feel? feel when they see it? What are, are, what are we asking people to do? What are we driving them to think? Like the, just challenging ourselves with those things or that's to me, the, the magic of what we do, the joy of what we do. You know, we just did something with Sunbum. Um, my God, it was like a week ago or two weeks ago. And yeah. Sunbum is just a very, very special brand, a very strong identity, you know, the, their last like skin cancer awareness campaigns were very, like, they're very non-scare tactics. And they'll say, they say this all the time. Like, we don't even care whose sunscreen you use, just wear sunscreen. Like they just yeah. want people. They're amazing. And, um, they put, they put statues, one in every single state in a banana suit for one day on May 4th. Yeah, it yeah. was, I mean, like Dolly Parton, like hysterical, like Elvis. Like like these like amazing, amazing, iconic statues. They put them in a in a custom banana suit wow. for a day. And you know, I think about that, and it's like the these, these moves that we're making, these bold choices that we're making together, where someone's gonna stop and think and make a choice based on it. And yes, have a good laugh and share it on social and be like, huh? But like the fact that we can do that around something that's actually pretty serious, that that's significant, that has meaning, that's real.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And, you know, it stays with you. I mean, yeah. it's not just about creating an event or something. It's something to like imprint onto someone's mind that's going to make them think in the long run. And I think that's where like, you know, it th- in my mind, that's where the separation comes from like a good you know, PR team versus not, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because if you can, you know, it's one thing to just like come up with an idea, but you know, you, is that idea going to really sink into the hearts and minds of the consumers? That's mm-hmm. got to be very challenging. Right. So like, I want to, I, yeah. I want to ask you about that a little bit, your process. Like, I want to, I want to talk about you. And now once you tell me your personal, like process that you go through when you like, you know, approach a new brand and you yeah, you got to sure. come up with great ideas. So yeah, walk sure. us through that.
1: So I would say the process. There's a few things that's similar no matter who the client is, and then there are things that are really specific to them. Um, I look at Bread Beauty Supply, which is an incredible hair brand uh, for natural hair for textured hair, and we we launched them. I guess it's been about a year. My God, um, you know the founder Mava, she's extraordinary, and I was just like literally in love with her, like since the the day that I met her and, you know, she was stuck in Australia because of COVID and launched the brand from Australia. I mean, God bless her. And she was doing like meetings with us at like 2 AM her time. And, you know, she was taking us through the brand and the process actually for bread was the realizations I had on a very personal level. Hmm. And I like to think I know a lot about beauty and about this industry. And I was blown away when she started talking about frizz. And so her, you know, introductory products is, you know, three SKUs and a bread puff and it was a hair oil and a shampoo and conditioner, a mask. Right. And she talked about frizz and she said, well, what's so wrong with frizz and what's so bad about frizz. And we've been programmed to think about anti-frizz, anti-frizz, anti-frizz. Yeah. Everything is to fight frizz. But what that's actually done is made us all view natural textured hair in a very specific way.
0: Right. I was blown. Right. Holy crap. Mind blown, dude. Like what? There it is. That was me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I said, "Um, hello, like this is a moment. And the moment that I had and the moment you just had is a moment we all need to have. And yeah. this is an important conversation to be having. And this is more than just, you know, thinking about wash day and what does wash day mean? And, you know, how many people don't even understand what wash day means? Like there was so much there to unpack. But when I actually recognized this whole thinking around, we need to actually redefine how people view these terms that people have been using for yeah. forever, Yeah, I was like, Oh my God. And it's those moments of high, like you said, mind blown that I'm like, okay, people need to have that mind blown experience. And that those are the conversations that she has not shied away from having. And those are the conversations that we've been telling, which is why it's become such a media darling. And you can't look anywhere without seeing either an award for the brand or (laughs) a conversation they're a part of. And it's been incredible to see. And it's definitely one of the most successful brand launches we've been a part of.
0: On the but flip side, well, it's also well-deserved with that much wisdom behind it. So I love that.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and then on the flip side, I look at Key Soul Care and yeah. that was such a different process for me. I think because, you know, obviously you have an extraordinary talent like Alicia Keys. With um, yeah. that comes so, so much to work with. Right. Yeah. Just as far as her talent, like
0: yeah. She's like the artist in the <laughs> most true sense, like genuinely. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right. And she's everything you'd imagine her to be. She really is that way, you know, and yeah. she's obviously beautiful. She's very real. She's very authentic. She's very vocal about um, her struggles with her skin. She, yeah. you know, was also just very clear that like, this is a soul care Brand. This isn't just like another skincare brand. Like this is a beauty lifestyle brand and we are creating an entirely new category. Right. Yeah. And yeah. soul care is something that people just, no one's using that, that word. No one's using that term. No one's thinking. Yeah.
0: About. It's no one else's. Yeah. You're right. you're right. Right.
1: And so for me, the process was far more, okay, well what's it going to take to start thinking about a candle or a face cream or a mist, or an exfoliant, what's it going to take for me to start thinking about those kinds of offerings in those terms,
0: yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I also recognize that when she talks about it, and you know the why, and you start to understand the the purpose, you can start to make that connection, you know? And so yeah. it's it's very much why we had her you know, do a lot of things on social where she was going live or she would, you know, offer her kind of point of view in a lot of critical stories, whether it was, you know, the New York Times or, you know, Vogue or whatever it was. Um, Because when you start to understand the purpose and the why you start to understand, like, actually, you have to remember that this is a a beautiful ritual, that you are carving out time for yourself. And you're saying, I deserve that. And that is how I care for myself.
0: You know, I love, I love, I want to rewind a little bit because I love how you Mm -hmm. explained the, the idea of how you had to sit down with yourself and really see it in a new way. And I love that because I wanted to make the point that I think intelligent entrepreneurs are, you know, very, very rare. And obviously Alicia you know, she's, I I love her, you know, I love everything she does. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to keep up with brands that are, you know, created by founders and CEOs that are very, very innovative, and they're just artistic minded. And there's this level of almost higher thinking involved, right. And in terms of their vision, and that also requires you, somebody like you to be able to like, go along with that, you know what I mean, and come to that same understanding. So I I, I just want to say that, you know, the amount of like intelligence that goes into what you're doing is, is phenomenal. I mean, I'm so impressed oh, thank by it. You. Yeah, no, genuinely, I mean that. I mean, it's it's beautiful.
1: I mean, so. there there isn't a day in what we do that I don't truly feel intellectually challenged. I don't feel, I, I always feel like I'm problem solving, that I'm um, analyzing, that I'm and honestly, I, I really do believe that that's at the heart of every good marketer. Like you have to be able to see the world through a very specific lens. You have to be able to be present, but be forward thinking. You have to be able to keep your eyes on everything that's happening in the world as it evolves every single day. And then, you know, think through what is in front of you from a brand standpoint and how can that apply or not apply? And it, it's, it's a very specific way Of thinking and making decisions and making recommendations but i always like to come from a place of like what is what we're about to do going to create what are we going to make people feel you know yeah um our executive creative director brian Vaughn, who is such a genius who i like literally live for he (sighs) he wrote the most incredible thing i want to share with you that is very much our um manifesto right he said We shape insights and ideas into stories, animate stories into moments, and transform moments into movements.
0: Wow, I love that. Oh my God, are we dying like dead? Wow. (sighs) Oh my gosh. That'll touch my heart, dude. Like I'm sitting here, like, yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So, okay. So now it makes sense then that this makes sense that what you're doing, because it has to be that to be able to work and create such powerful companies I mean it, it's it's crazy so I want to I want to talk to you a little bit more um Lisa about your, your personal experience because I know you've done so much and you've been you know you're an industry acclaimed executive and I, I want to know more about you know like for example like your work as I know you're known as like the stylist the, the a stylist expert um for uh, shadows and house style yeah. experts so I want to yeah. know about that aspect um a little bit
1: so I wear a couple hats, right? So, in addition to all of this, I also, you know, function as our in-house style expert for broadcast, um, which also led to me launching our media training division. And, you know, like everything else, it started from a need, right? Like I think it was probably, God, like a few months into shadow. It was very soon into shadow. Um, we booked a segment with extra to yeah. talk about, you know, variety of trends because, you know, before also focusing in, on beauty, I was working in fashion as well. And across a lot of our fashion brands like American Eagle and Airy and so on. And um, so we needed somebody that wasn't with one brand that could talk about the trends and speak to all of our clients. And so um, was kind of like, you know, gave me a kick and she was like, oh my God, you should just do this. And I was like, okay, I could see that. I could, I could rock that out. <laughs> I have just been preparing clients forever to do those things. Right. So, yeah. um, and so I did it and actually it came, it came really naturally to me and it was like, it just flowed right out easy as, as pie, like soundbite, soundbite. And so we started to understand the opportunity there because, you know, brands find it very difficult to um get time on broadcast right so whether it's on the today show or on entertainment shows or whatever it's it's you know kind of gold for them in a lot of ways and so nobody was really doing that at the time and so we started booking these segments to talk about you know denim trends or um whatever was happening at the moment really and I would style all of these different segments and in the beginning we were using our shadows as models and it was so cute and then oh it got a little legit and then we started working with influencers and models and you know and then we loved having influencers because they were also amplifying the segments and doing tune-ins and you know spotlighting what they were wearing and the brands loved it and it was amazing um and so you know I had I've done so many fabulous shows whether it was you know e or x or today show or gma all those great shows and um i love it and it's it's literally just like a muscle i know how to use i've been doing it for so long and you know through those experiences coupled with the fact that honestly i'm communicating all day long um we also understood the opportunity to you know carve out media training as a service because you know, I've been there, you know, I I know what it's like to have to be in the hot seat to do an interview. I know what it's also like though, to have to present a deck to, you know, a conference room full of people and you're terrified. I've been there. I know what all those things look like. And yeah, being a good communicator is truly a skill that you learn over time. It's not, not everyone is born a great communicator. So um, we parallel path what was happening in broadcast, which was, you know, which has been a really exciting opportunity and, and experience with media training, where, you know, I was then media training brand executives and celebrities and all different kinds of talents to prepare them for interviews or presentations or panel discussions or even social. And um, that's been really, really exciting as well. So it's, it's fun to be able to you know, in a day be like, okay, so we're going to do an interview on, you know, what's happening with like bold eye looks on XYZ show. And then yeah. we're going to like jump into meetings and talk strategies for, you know, XYZ clients. And then we're going to dive into a media training session to prepare <laughs> some it. and it's just like all in a day's work, uh, Right. And it's, it's great to be able to tap into all the things that you love, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, talk about wearing not only multiple hats, you've got the whole wardrobe of the world. You know, you've got all the hats in the world. That's crazy, man. I mean, honestly, I want to just say you are beyond impressive. Your career is beyond impressive. I am so inspired by all of the amazing things you've you've shared with us. And this has been honestly one of my favorite interviews. So thank you so much for this opportunity, Lisa. This is amazing. Oh,
1: thank you. This has been so fun. Like I said, I I don't talk about like my stuff a ton, right? Cause I, we're yeah. all too busy talking about our clients. So I think to take a minute to do that has been such a joy. And obviously I'm such a fan. So it's, it's, <laughs> exciting. So
0: thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. And um, everyone listening, please leave us some feedback and comments. If you have any questions for Lisa, um, you know, leave them in the comment art and we will definitely pass them to the shadow team. But thank you so much for tuning in and I'll be back next time.